You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Tuesday. It's not going to be a Twitter Tuesday. We're going to push that back to tomorrow because we saw some more games and, and reviews of the preseason week one, and we had a lot of fun watching those games and uh, I want to give all the teams their due because we talked all about the quarterbacks the rookie first round quarterbacks uh, first and now there's other notes to get to with all the games from this past weekend and then we'll turn the page and start to preview the week two preseason matchups um, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL is where you get those questions in if we do have time today we'll hit a couple questions but get them in for tomorrow's show we'll push Twitter Tuesday back to Wednesday's program one note quickly here Matt before we get to actually a couple of notes before we get into the actual games I want to let everybody know about the fantasy live show that's happening right here on the network don't miss the locked on fantasy live Wednesday August 18th 9 p.m. Eastern 6 p.m. Pacific streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. So go subscribe right now. You're going to want to subscribe to that anyway. There's always good stuff coming through the Locked On NFL channel, but you can subscribe now so you don't miss that live Wednesday night fantasy show. A ton of experts involved, including our own Matt Williamson, correct? Yeah, I decided to sign up for it. I'm excited to you know interact with some folks and some of the other fantasy people on the network and I'm not exactly sure how it'll go, but I think we're just answering a bunch of questions, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So Wednesday night, tune in. You can ask Matt Williamson some live questions about your fantasy football leagues. Tim Tebow, can this please, Matt, be the last time we mentioned Tim Tebow on this program? He has officially been waived from the Jacksonville Jaguars. The tight end experiment is now over. Yeah, I don't know much to add to it. I mean... Everyone gave him such a hard time for a couple terrible blocks, and they were pretty bad. And, you know, maybe that was enough pub to say, okay, we're done with this. He's been a distraction from the start. Um, today is cut-down day. I mean, I guess we should probably open the school the, the story with that, is them, every team has to cut just a handful of players. So this is the easy cut. So, um, you know, giving those position coaches a little less to pay attention to, focus on guys that might make the team. So I don't think we'll see any names, certainly not of Tebow's fame and fortune, but I don't think there'll be any names of note that get cut over the next 24 hours. But yeah, and, and uh, I think you said that well. If we never mentioned Tim Tebow again on Peacock <laughs> and Williamson, that would be yeah. absolutely fine with me. And I do almost feel bad for him because, you know, like he keeps getting put in yeah. these positions because of his name. Just stop signing him and then we don't have to talk about it anymore. And he doesn't have to take all the grief from fans because he didn't deserve that job. Yeah, and... To your point, too, I mean, he he's just trying to play a sport for a living. I mean, he's not really doing anything wrong. Yeah. He's hustling and trying to get involved. I mean, he's not, I don't think, building the brand like some of these guys or TikToking and, you know, everything left and right. But I think he just wants to play football for a living, and he you know, gave a shot and a highly unsuccessful mission. Uh, he'll, ha- he'll have a job being an analyst somewhere, and that's going to have to be enough, I think, for Tim Tebow the rest of the way. I'd like to get a professional sports job, too, and, and be bad at it. <laughs> Not many of those around out there. <laughs> I'm sure the Florida Gators could find something for him to do. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Going into parents' house and recruiting some kids, I think, could could do wonders. Not a bad move for him, right? But absolutely. I, I think he'll be talking about college football on TV more than anything else. I think you're dead on. Let's see. That's probably perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect for him. That That's what he is. He's not going to flail on TV as bad as he did on those blocks we saw in the first preseason game. We already talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars, so let's move on there. I got four on a minute, though. He was a first-round pick. 
He can't throw. I, I mean, never could throw. It he never was a made first sense. Round pick. The thing is, if they converted him to tight end and he was a third round pick when he was drafted, that would have made sense. Turning a thirty right. like thirty five years old, isn't he? I don't know how old he is. He's probably not Been that old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh McDaniel's not his finest moment. I don't think any other teams using the first round pick on him. No, 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 no. Not at all. That one that one never made sense from a just a pure throwing perspective. He he couldn't throw like an no. NFL quarterback. Right. And it was obvious. That's important. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals, Matt. Can we oh no wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm I'm ahead. I'm ahead I myself. Say, I remember watching the Cardinals, that, but it, that next week. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's not who Kansas City played. <laughs> oh goodness. It was uh we did we talk about that? No, we didn't talk about it. Cowboys and Cardinals. Let's start there. Because I wanted to talk Cowboys about the Cardinals. Works. That works. One of the better players I think I saw, maybe the entire weekend was in the backfield of the Arizona Cardinals, Marco Wilson had a fantastic game. Did you catch that one? I did not. He was um, all over the place, breaking up passes. Uh, he had two or three passes defensed. He was the fourth round pick this year out of yeah. Florida. And man, and, and he's supposedly had a really good camp and he was awesome. He was probably one of the top five rookies counting quarterbacks in the entire league from preseason week one so I, I wanted to throw his name out first marco wilson cornerback arizona cardinals doing big things already that's exactly uh, that's tremendous news because people that are familiar with marco wilson really good tester high ceiling guy and if i could have any mid-round picks step up if i was arizona I think I want it to be a corner. I mean their corner situation's a little it's very dicey i'm not even gonna candy coat it. it's very dicey no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Rondale Moore, your guy, was extremely active in that first preseason game. He was. He was. And it was um, a variety of routes, but I thought he looked very explosive. A lot of stuff near and behind the line of scrimmage. Um, but I think he's going to be highly used. And I, I came away from that game going, I think I want some of these fantasy guys. You know, like A.J. Green has had really good buzz. I'm not sure I'm buying into that, but I know what Hopkins is. It's an underrated line. Their backs are fine. Kyler's healthy. That's all you need to know. And Christian Kirk's no slouch either. He's the one everyone's sleeping on. Too many mouths to feed. So you just have to choose the right mouth. And if one of the other guys gets hurt, then you're rolling. Because then there's going to be a lot of opportunities there for yeah. a, a certain receiver there. And we already know who one of them's going to be. It's just who's going to be the second, third option in that offense. Yeah, and I think you'll see a lot of four receiver sets and less tight end usage. And Kyler might be a, a league winner type guy. I mean, he was before he went in, was injured last year. Still no Dak with not the Cowboys. Oh, go ahead. Say not much report from Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> still no Dak. Uh, a lot of Garrett Gilbert. A lot of Ben DiNucci. Um, I just there. I was watching that game, and when the Cowboys were on offense. It was Marco Wilson stealing the show and there wasn't a lot to take away from it. CD lamb didn't play a lot. Uh, really the question there is who's going to be the number one receiver. And we don't have those answers. I think Dallas is the team to watch later in the preseason to start getting some answers there. And unfortunately before the fantasy live show Wednesday night, before a lot of people's drafts, we might not have those answers yet. How high do you take CD lamb? Does he become the number one? Is he the number three? It's, it's a huge question in that offense. It is, it is. And, and I lean Lamb over Cooper, but I have a lot of respect for Gallup. I mean, I just want pieces of that offense, including Dak Prescott. Um, I, I think the week to watch Dallas is this one coming up, though, like you said. 
Osa Odigazua, I think, is uh, the name to highlight there from the Dallas Cowboys. The rookie, third-round pick, defensive tackle. He was very active, got in the backfield, liked what I saw from him. So uh, Yeah, and they running. need that upfield penetrator. Love it. Love it there. Osa Odigazua, nice little pick there. I thought it was good value, and uh, he's looking good early going. My biggest disappointment, maybe, of the entire weekend in preseason week one, Matt, was the fact that Kyle Pitts warming up. Looking tall and slim and athletic, wearing a single digit as a tight end, number eight on his back, and then he didn't play. Sure looks apart, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's warm. What are you warming sure. up for if you're not going to play? Put sweatpants on. You might get hurt in warmups too. Like he didn't even hit the field. I was looking for him. I was like, oh man, he's going to run with the twos. Twos came out. He's not there either. No Kyle Pitts. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, that makes me crazy because that happens a fair amount. Let's go warm up. I mean, like, what do these guys really gain from warm up and then don't play? I I, I never really understand that logic. Um, very little offense uh, as a result from the Falcons. Very few brand name guys. Uh, it would have been great to see Pitts, but um, Felipe Franks was, I guess, you know, sp- speaking of quarterbacks turn tight ends. I mean, Felipe Franks might have that in his future too. I mean, he played a fair amount, led the team in rushing by a long, you know, a big stretch, but all in all, Atlanta didn't have a whole lot of excitement on offense. That's for sure. It was by far the biggest play on offense for the Falcons was a 52 yard run by Felipe Franks. He carried Mm -hmm. the ball four times for 76 yards as a quarterback and he's got the size. He's somewhat slim. He would have to put on some weight. Oh, no, 6'6", 234? Is he that big? I didn't think he weighed that yeah. much. Yeah, he's a big, thick, fast dude. So dude, Don't uh, wait until we'll you're see. 30, Felipe. Go be a tight end. Two of nine passing. Uh, I, I think it was pretty clear watching his college career. He's not going to be you know, a starting NFL quarterback. It might be tough for him to be a number two NFL quarterback. I would be putting a number 80s on your back and going being a tight end real soon if I was Felipe Franks. That's a good call, Matt. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of those floating around the league right now. Um, the one note I wanted to mention about Tennessee, I think it's pretty clear that Darrington Evans is the, uh, the the true number two or change of pace. I mean, we know it's Henry's backfield, obviously, but uh, th- I think Darrington Evans is one of these guys they kind of like. Yeah, Darrington Evans is a big one. He needs to step up because if anything happens to Derrick Henry, and we talked about this when we were previewing the weekend uh, there wasn't that's that second third unit. There's not much to get excited about with the Tennessee Titans. And Chad on Twitter called me out. Shout out to Chad, listener of the show. I appreciate it. Uh, he he took exception to that, and he did give me some sleepers to watch on that Titans roster. Christian Fulton, that's a good one, defensive back. Yeah. Um, Chester Rogers, who had a big return in that game, so that's another good one. And by the way, I'm not sure who was out in front blocking for him on that return, 40 or 41. Get the heck out of the way, man. Block somebody or get out of the way. I think Rodgers could have housed it, but he had his own teammate blocking his path to uh, get in the end zone, so he ended up going out of bounds. It was still a big play and a big return for uh, Rodgers in that game. Uh, Monty Rice, another player that I'm going to have to look out for that I don't know much about, and Racy McMath. So those are the names that Chad threw out to me, okay. and he's excited about the roster battle for the wide receiver four through six. So. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any qualms with any of those. There certainly are some opportunities on defense, uh, rebuilding this defense on the fly in one off season. We'll see how that works out. Uh, putting some faith in Farley and Dupree and guys like that that have some injury concerns from last year or have high ball little players. But uh, I like Tennessee's chances of, of competing this year. All right, more games, more takeaways. Who jumped out preseason week one? Let me tell you about Bet Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. 
Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all that action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, information, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, even all your UFC, MMA action. They got so much going on here. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device. It's super easy. And check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams preps for their runs for the playoffs as well. Uh, head to the website and or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On, all one word, all caps, Locked On. That's 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. How about? The backfield from the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo, I don't, I'm not even reading the scores because I don't think they matter. Buffalo Bills beat the Lions 16 no. to 15 here. Mitch Trubisky barely got in the game. One of two passing for 10 yards there. I was kind of interested to see a little bit more out of Mitch Trubisky. I don't know why he didn't play more. I guess I want to see some from Jake Fromm and Davis Webb. Devin Singletary, eight rushes for 42 yards. Matt Breida working in there, 10 rushes for 27 yards. Zach Moss did not play in this game. What are your thoughts here with the uh, the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, the Bills are obviously saving everybody. To your point, though, wouldn't it be best to just let uh, Trubisky play a ton? I mean, I guess Fromm's still a project and has a little bit of a track record, too. But um, only one of two for Trubisky. That was a little surprising to me. They didn't play a lot of guys, obviously. I mean, a, a bazillion different. Look at the box score now. 20, you know, an unbelievable number of receivers got passes in this game. No one more than three. Um, I did do a little bit of Detroit homework. This is pretty dorky because the Steelers hosted the Lions. <laughs> and there was no, no DeAndre Swift. But Jamal Williams played every snap that Goff did. And Tyra Williams, every time Goff dropped back, was the only receiver that ran a route every time. So, you know, I think that they're just kind of showing you a little bit that maybe Tyrell Williams is the one there. Um, I, I look at the Lions and think they're probably a team that'll play their uh, best guys more than most. You know, you're trying to establish toughness and youth and get some wins and uh, a lot of guys on the line of scrimmage they've added. So I think the Lions are an interesting preseason team. Uh, and in, in the defensive backfield, they've got some uh, opportunities. Melifonwu getting some work. Oh, yeah. Um it's just a man. It's just a unit where they'll be searching on defense. <laughs> I think they built both lines of scrimmage, and then you know all their money and re- offseason resources yeah. are on the lines of scrimmage. Basically, they'll they'll get the fast guys next year. It's like when you see the the New York City Marathon take off. It's just there's a bunch of guys. Let, let's see who's there at the end this season and, yeah, and find yeah, out yeah. what you got. This is a learning experience, I think, for this roster. Oh, without question, and see if Goff's capable of being the guy. I mean, they're probably not going to win a lot of games. Moving on to Saturday, Broncos-Vikings. Do you have any highlights from either team there? Drew Locke getting the start. Looked pretty darn solid. 150 yards passing on only seven attempts. Completed five of those for a couple of touchdowns. So I think score one for Locke not only get to first start in the preseason games, but also played well. Yeah, and this was a blowout from the start. I mean, uh, Zimmer was noticeably unhappy. You know, his team got walloped. Um, Locke to Hamler, and Locke played very well. I mean, uh, he didn't do a lot, but, I mean, he only threw seven passes, and Bridgewater threw eight. But I think he's probably the leader in the clubhouse right now, and this did did help his cause. Uh, We saw some Devontae Freeman. We saw some Javante Williams. Fine. You know, nothing there to really, you know, take home. 
Patrick Sertain, though. I mean, I think Locke and Sertain are the guys to really take away from this. I mean, that he was a great showing for Sertain, the the first-round pick. That defense has a chance to be really good. Yeah, a ton of notes from this Broncos team. And really, with the scoreboard, is unfair in this game because you had your starting quarterback and then a veteran backup like Teddy Bridgewater playing a lot. And you had starting caliber wide receivers in Judy and Hamler out there a bunch. And then you had your second-round pick in Javante Williams at running back with Royce Freeman, who was another high-draft pick at running back. And so just more talent for the Denver Broncos in that game on the field with the Vikings resting everybody. So I'm I'm not surprised Zimmer was upset with how things went as far as the scoreboard goes in a 33-6 preseason game, especially uh, the boat race in the first half of that game. But Hamler just looking dynamically fast. That could be a really fun wide receiver group with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy with Hamler, the number three with all that speed, two catches, the 80-yard touchdown, um, and Javante Williams looked nice. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be the yeah, starter yeah, out of the gate, good. but looked rock solid. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I like him quite a bit. Um, I, I still think Madeline Gordon's a decent player that the, the world, including the fantasy world, has just totally slept on and mm-hmm. thrown under the rug. Then uh, I think Gordon's still a pretty quality player. If Locke isn't terrible, I mean, if he can cut down on the mistakes and make some of these big plays, when Hamler's your third, fourth receiving option, I mean, you got some got you got some things to build around here. Really intriguing team. If Locke could take a, I don't want to say Josh Allen, that's just too big of a step, but I mean a, a big step forward and just show us that he's the guy. This team would be a, an easy double digit win type of team to me. Patrick Sertan was Pro Football Focus's highest graded rookie in preseason oh, really? week one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this AJ Rose character from Minnesota got a lot of action too. The car- the the ball carrier, the running back. Uh, a lot of it was late in the game, though. I don't know much about him. Bill Cow status. To- AJ Rose, twenty five carries for a hundred yards. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, the big story I mean- though, obviously Kellen Mond, and he looked like a rookie. Six of sixteen passing for fifty three yards. Not a ton of production there. He ran the ball a few times, uh, five times in fact, for twenty five yards. And some growing pains there, I think, for Kellen Mond, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be expected. Kellen Mond might be top of my list for quarterback that should get the most preseason snaps. Yep. My perfect situation just to feed him like crazy. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. By the way, looking at the PFF grades, um, Rashad Weaver, that was mentioned earlier mm, by yeah, our guy, Chad. Game. I forgot to mention this one. Um, was... Had a really nice PFF grade as well. He was highlighted amongst uh, some of the top young players out of Pittsburgh there. So um, I'm sure yeah, you're familiar yeah, yeah. with Rashad Weaver. So I wanted to mention that one too. I forgot. Yeah, he did play well. I'm glad you mentioned him too. Let's go to the Saints and the Ravens. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> Winston Hill, I didn't yeah. really see what, if I'm Sean Payton, I didn't see what I wanted to from either one of those guys in this one. Let's put it that way. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, Ian Book actually probably had the best day of the of both of them. I thought Winston did some good things. I didn't think he'll look particularly good. I just think he's, you know, we've opened the show with Tebow. I don't think he's that bad of a passer, but I just think he's going to struggle as a passer consistently. Um, heard some rumblings not so great about Latavis, Latavis Murray's future there, too. I don't know if I believe that, but just wanted to throw that little nugget out there. Um, Baltimore played very, very little in terms of their top guys, you know, sat Lamar, 
McSorley and Huntley both pretty much had equal duty. Um, that's fine. You know, they, they have, they're dealing with a lot of wide receiver injuries now too. Sammy Watkins on top of Bateman, you know, this, this position where Baltimore tried to really enhance their, their team, their roster isn't working out at the moment. Both veteran running backs, Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman, both fumbled, lost fumbles and Freeman six yards on six carries. And then Latavius Murray outdid him just barely six yards on five carries. So it took him one fewer carry to get those six yards rushing. Uh, both had a long run of two yards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, they look like, from what I saw in this game, Baltimore's front pretty much ruled the day. Uh, the Saints didn't play all their stud offensive linemen. There was a lot of pass rush. I mean, they totally bottled up the run, too, uh, early on when it mattered. Um Tony Jones got some yardage in this one, but not, you know, down, not when it mattered all that much. Baltimore's had a chance to be pretty good, of course, yep. as usual. Some young defenders got a lot of work in this one. Your guy, Zach Bond, he had five yep. tackles, tackle for loss. Paulson Adebo, the cornerback, getting a lot of work there. He might have to start. Yeah, he, he might have to, and I think he's equipped yeah. to do it. You know, there might be some growing pains, but he's talented, and he looked like he belonged in this game. Uh, Onyemata couple of tackles for loss. He got a sack on the other side. Patrick. He had some nice plays. Yeah. yeah. And Patrick Queen on the other side. couple tackles for loss as well. He got a sack. Uh, very active uh, amongst his four tackles. Maybe Queen to step up in year two. I mean, a lot of these mm-hmm. rookie linebackers, highly touted, thrown into the mix, have a, have a rough first year. Roquan Smith, uh, even White in Tampa. But then they bounce back usually pretty quick. So they need Queen to do that this year to really take this defense up a level. And it's interesting what they're doing with their backup quarterbacks. It makes total sense, but seeing McSorley throw the ball, I just don't think he's it as far as a backup quarterback no. goes for Baltimore. Huntley, really electric running the ball. At times, it was like, wait, why is Lamar Jackson in this football game? Oh, wait, no, that's Huntley. Okay, that's a different Yeah, player. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so uh, maybe Huntley over McSorley, but still, y- y- you got to be able to throw the ball, and that's what makes Lamar Jackson so dangerous because he can chuck the heck out of the football, and he can get, I'm sure, uh, you know, he has his detractors because maybe he's not as efficient as some people want in an NFL quarterback, but he's so dynamic and he can throw the ball. You have to be able to keep him honest by being a legitimate passer. And I'm not sure they have that in, in the backup quarterback in, in Trace McSorley there. So I will say that. And I never really thought he was And looking at him in this preseason games. Like, no, I don't think that's going to work. No, I think that's one of the steepest drop-offs from starter to backups in the league right now. I mean, it, it would totally derail them. And you could say that about a lot of star quarterbacks, of course. But Lamar takes more hits than the average guy, too, of course. One other note, and we don't have time to go this deep into all these games and, and name so many right, players right. And, and situations, but J.K. Dobbins is you know a huge breakout player this year. But Gus, the bus, is not bad in his own right, and I'm worried about how much he's going to steal from him. And I wanted to see a clear one-two with J.K. Dobbins first, leave the game early, then bus, Gus come in. Um, Gus did not play. So I, I'm it, I, I, I'm going to keep a close eye on that next preseason game. What is the order there? Because I want as much J.K. Dobbins as possible playing for the Ravens and on my fantasy teams. Me too. I love them. Um, but I think they love Edwards. I mean, they gave him money recently. Really fits the system. I don't think he's going away, but is the pie big enough for Dobbins to feast with with Evans in the mix? Yeah, or Edwards in the mix. I, I tend to think so. I think especially so. catch up passes. Yeah, right. Well, the thing is, is Dobbins doesn't have to leave the field. He's not an obvious plotter or a third down back. He can do it all. So right. does Gus just the number two and takes some off his plate. That would be and Dobbins was great in short yardage last year. Mm-hmm. So you'd think that'd be Edwards, but Dobbins really excelled in right. that role. 
and that would be Edwards. So maybe that's where he, you know, vultures some touchdowns, but it's not a necessary, uh, you know, it's not like a gap in Dobbins' exactly. game where exactly. it's obvious that, that Gus has to play. Anyway, okay, right. let's right. move it on when we come back and we'll try to finish it up and go quickly with the rest of these games and give some notes on every single team from week one. You can save not only money, but you can save time when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's only $216, the very same exact part from rockauto.com. Family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockauto.com prices are reliably low for every customer, no matter if you are a professional or an at-home do-it-yourselfer. They are stocked with everything you need, an unbelievable selection at rockauto.com. Everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for the inside of your vehicle. Oh, and the all-important wiper blades, which was my first purchase from rockauto.com. Com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Folks, do you know that 85%, 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising when you think about it? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You really don't stand much of a chance. So, introducing introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player, you, in control of winning within reach. Uh, here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes. Winner, take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. I love all the different ways you can play, too. I mean, there's tons of options that you need to look into. It's awesome. And you are in total control. Uh, Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. So this is what you got to do. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash Locked on, all one word, stathero.com slash locked on. Thanks so much. The defending champs lost to start the preseason, 1914, to the Cincinnati Bengals. I want to start with the Tampa side of things. There's a lot of young receivers on Cincinnati, but Kyle Trask, the rookie second-round quarterback, didn't look fantastic. He only had 35 yards no. passing with 15 attempts, which is not good. Sacked a couple times, four completions of those 15 attempts. Tom Brady was on the field for two quick pass attempts and then got yanked from that game. I don't know why Brady was in this game at all. I'm sure it was up to him and he decided yeah. to go out and play for a little. But uh, Trask would also be in that Mond conversation of maybe lead the league in preseason quarterback snaps. Mm-hmm. Just get him out there, you know, sink or swim. Uh, sunk a little bit in this one. Got some really good reports uh, about the Bengals' defense, and I know some of our listeners that tweet me sort of regularly feel like I'm sleeping on their defense a little bit. So uh, something to keep an eye out. They have they've been you know a lot of mid round picks and some younger guys. And they had a lot of injuries on that side of the ball. Uh, they really shut down the Bucks' run game. That's for sure. They they went nowhere in that regard. But the Bengals didn't play their stars either, especially on offense. Uh, one name to throw out that I do kind of am just intrigued with. 
is Chris Evans, a running back out of Michigan. I, I think he's a really talented player. Um, I mean, he didn't do anything great in this game, but I think he could be potentially the number two behind Mixon. First round defensive end, Joe Tryon looked the part for the Buccaneers. Three pressures on only 10 pass rush snaps, according to PFF. I would say this is one of the more nondescript games of the weekend. This was a big one. Jordan Love, quarterbacking yeah, yeah, those yeah. Green Bay Packers. Took some lumps, looked like a rookie, made a few plays as well. The The arm athleticism is obvious, but this is his first work since he threw like a million interceptions his last college season. So, uh, you know, it, it might it might take a second for him to catch up to to live NFL games or live any games because it's been a little while for him. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought he looked like a good athlete with a good arm that is still learning. And I immediately thought, boy, this team would not be a contender at all with it, with Aaron Rodgers yeah. not in the mix, of course. Again, that's not, you know, expert uh, analysis there. Uh, strained his shoulder on a throw that he was hit, and um, I, I guess he's going to be fine, so that's important. Devin Funches, a name from the past, though. I mean, he was all over the place in this game. He caught, he was was very active. Saw a little bit more of Jay Sternberger, who I was really ha- real excited about coming out of A&M, and I've lost that loving feeling with him. I mean, uh, he's been buried. But a couple names from the past here for Green Bay, and Houston – here's the Houston note actually worth worth noting is it doesn't look like David Johnson is anything more than maybe a third down back. And all the rumor or all the news I'm getting out of Houston is Philip Lindsay's probably the top back. I mean, if you feel like investing in Texans and fantasy, eventually you get that point in the draft that you have to, I think Lindsay's your, the guy to go after. Yeah, and as long as Lindsey's going to be good on third downs, I have a feeling there's, there's going to be a lot of third downs with the yeah. Texans. So you might be looking for the best pass catching back in that offense. And uh, will it be? I mean, and Tyrod Taylor's fine. He can give you a fantasy, yes, a re- fantasy receiver or two on that team too. And they're they're probably be throwing from behind a lot. And I don't know when Davis Mills will ever get the shot. He threw an interception. Uh, he was eleven of twenty two again. Another player that should play a lot in these preseason games. Taylor looked fine. Four of four for forty yards. Um, Early going in that one, uh, you mentioned Jace Sternberger. I did want to note that the best throw of the game, I think, from Love was that seam to Jace Sternberger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sternberger yeah. isn't somebody that ever gets targeted, and Packer fans are frustrated about it. Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't like him or something because he doesn't target him. And it's funny to see him get work and be productive with Jordan Love in there. Yeah, and there's a lot of tight end cases, though, where it takes that third year or so before they do anything. Maybe he there's better days to come for Sternberger. Oh, one other note I want to mention too is, is Nico Collins, uh, the big wideout uh, wide from Michigan they traded up for. Cooks was out, but Collins played every snap with the first team. So um, I, I think he's the next receiver to own if you're really deep or dynasty or something yes. like that. And again, like I mentioned, especially late in the year, if they're losing games, they're behind a lot. There could be a lot of passing right. attempts. And a lot of targets in that offense. And Nico Collins could be that guy who's very late or a waiver wire pickup for your fantasy league and give you some production late in the season. Yeah, I have no doubt. Seahawks, Raiders. Raiders beating Seattle 20-7. to It was the Nate Peterman show, Matt. 39 pass attempts. All of the passing attempts for the Las Vegas Raiders. 29 of 39 passing for 246 yards. No touchdowns. And the interception uh, that was, you know, that was the line that you should see from a starting quarterback in a game where there's no backups playing a very rare one there for the Las Vegas Raiders. Then you had Sean Madden, Mannion on the other side, Geno Smith, a guy named McGough, 
that uh, I didn't know existed before. <laughs> they played this game, Alex McGoff or Magoo, uh, I think as, it's as some people are calling him. He's a Penn State guy. Yeah. I remember him just because he's kind of around here to some degree. I'd go by the, McGoff. The Raiders, yeah, that works just fine for me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure what you accomplished by having Peterman take every snap and throw 39 times, but he's been around the block, pit guy, good for him, doesn't throw the ball well. You know, I'm not sure what you're gaining by that, but you're I trying mean, all to. Their, Matt, hold on a second. I This yeah. is what they're trying to do. They're trying to not get their quarterback hurt. And Marcus Mariota, who they're trying to trade, and they're trying to get Nathan Peterman ready to yeah, be the backup. That's the really only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, and that very well could be true. I mean, they rested everybody. You know, Ruggs and Edwards, who there's been a lot of buzz about. And Wall- uh, one little note, Waller returned to practice today, so that's a good thing for them. But, I mean, their top backs all sat. So, I mean, not a lot to take from this Vegas team and really not much really to take from Seattle either. I mean, the more I look at this game, the less I care, less I care about it in any way, shape, or form. I mean, there's hardly anyone that saw a serious time at all. I want to shout out my guy Keelan Doss out of UC Davis, that was the standout performer on offense for Nathan Peterman in this game. Six catches for 55 yards. Okay, okay, that'll work. But Rugs and Edwards need to play a lot, so they, they better play, play a lot in the next I, two I, games. I think Edwards could be a. Star might be a strong word, but I think mm-hmm. Edwards is going to be a really good player for them. I, that was the bummer about this game. He was the one I was most excited to yeah. see, and we called him out before these games happened this weekend, and uh, he was not out there. So that was disappointing. Yeah. He's got a lot of camp buzz. A lot of camp buzz. And Seattle, obviously, just shut everybody down. And the note with Seattle is that there might be some, uh, might be a little situation going on with Jamal Adams because he's in such a position of power right now they got to try to get a deal done with him to get him on the field because uh, and they painted themselves into a corner here by not having a deal done along with the trade, giving up two first-round picks to go get uh, a star safety, and he's asking for a ton of money, I'm sure, and uh, he's going to have to get it. Or to he's pay. not going to be on the field for them. That's the big story with Seattle right now. Yeah, you're right. That absolutely is. He'd be a tough guy to give. I don't know what I'd pay him. You know, I mean, his style of play – not a great cover guy, but certainly an impact defender. What's he really worth? I'm interested to see what that how that turns out. I, if I I'm his of, agent, I'm looking at what those linebacker contracts were. Yeah. Nineteen, twenty million dollars. Right, that's that's what right. I'm asking. Twenty mil. I asked I do the same things. You know, I, I don't know that I would pay anything close to that, but I think there's a lot of GMs and agents looking at this one going, wonder how this is going to change the market. Now every safety becomes very expensive, too, because he's going to be the one they point to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm not sure he's one of the best ones. Did you mention Ben Burkhurvin on the Seattle defense, the linebacker? Uh, 12 tackles in this one. Mm, I didn't. Played a lot and was all over. You know, he was, you know, sort of uh, out of Washington, undersized, underathletic. Go get him sort of a linebacker, fifth-round pick from 2019. So the type that would be yeah, a, a preseason superstar, but only plays special teams and, and, you know, is a backup linebacker when the regular season comes around. Perfect guy to like lead the league in special team or preseason tackles, you know, one of those types. Speaking of teams that sat everybody, the Chargers, including their second year quarterback in Justin Herbert, they sat, I think, 25 or so players essentially everybody was sat by the Chargers so not much to take out of that except for getting to see Chase Daniel play annually this is when he makes his (laughs) contract money yeah 
He, he's, he throw the ball pretty well, actually. I was surprised because I, I was like, who the heck is that guy? I was like, oh, there's Chase Daniel. Okay, he's yeah. slinging it around pretty good, so props to him. Um, I guess we should have known this. You know, McVay is notorious for sitting his guys. In fact, he started he started my guy Duck Hodges. I, I forgot Duck Hodges was even the Ram. <laughs> yeah. And I predicted on Seal Radio many times he had never thrown an NFL pass. So I guess I was wrong about Duck. Uh they don't play anybody. Um and you know, the Chargers head coach comes from the the Rams way of thinking. They they shut down all their guys. I you know, Daniel and, and Easton Stick's kind of an interesting quarterback, too, just as a down-the-line guy. Maybe at some point he'll get a shot. But the, I, I do think the Charger running back situation's a little bit interesting behind Eckler. I was not impressed with Kelly last year. Uh, Roundtree had a good game mm-hmm. who they drafted. I'm a believer in Justin Jackson as the best guy as the two, and he showed a little bit of burst. But I, I wonder how that pecking order will all shake out. I think value-wise, which is essentially free, Larry Roundtree the third is the one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. A um, couple interesting receivers in this game, too, that I wanted to mention. Uh, Jacob Harris, yes. the receiver, tight end, athlete-type guy. He's kind of like Donald Parham, who caught two passes of his own for the Chargers. And Palmer, the third-round pick out of Tennessee, I think is a real keeper and could be the the Mike Williams replacement next year. Yeah, Palmer had a big game. Uh, Harris looks, I mean, he's just he's chiseled. Freaky. He's big, athletic, and is they're trying to convert him to tight end. He was pretty slim for a tight end. I think he's bulked up since then. Still looks pretty slim, but uh, if you're trying to cover him with a linebacker, good luck. I, I liked what I saw from him and could yeah, be a I real weapon, the- as a, especially since they lost their sort of move tight Ever. end uh, who went to Seattle in the offseason there. So there, yeah, there's an opportunity for Harris. I like him a lot. I think they'll have a role for him. You know, they'll, they'll, I don't know if he'll play a ton of snaps, but he'll be an alert for the defense when he's out there. Um, Tutu Atwell also made a play or two as well. Yep. I mean, his speed is pretty obvious, as is his lack of size. Yes, I was just going to say, he looked fast, he looked small, exactly like you'd expect for Tutu Atwell. What kind of role will he have in that offense? So a couple interesting ones there for the Los Angeles Rams. They got some pass catchers to spread the ball to there. Yeah, I wonder... I'm so excited to see Stafford as a Ram, but I bet we even won't this week. I bet he plays zero preseason snaps. You know what I liked was P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker looking good. Mm, He might be better than Sam Darnold. And I don't know why Sam Darnold wasn't playing in this game. He's got to get some work there for the Carolina Panthers. Maybe he'll just play a ton in the last two preseason games. But P.J. Walker held it down. 10 of 21 passing, 161 yards, and a touchdown. But uh, the, there was a couple of notes there with, with Carolina. One, Terrace Marshall, and I think they've had a couple of really good drafts in a row. Terrace Marshall had a nice 60-yard touchdown catch. It should have been a longer. It should have been a, like an 80-yard touchdown catch and a touchdown. I don't know if he was injured, but he got ran down from behind by TJ Carey a little too quickly. And TJ Marshall supposedly ran a 4-3 at his pro day, or uh, Terrace Marshall Supposedly ran uh, 4-3 to his pro day, and he looked good. He had a nice game, three catches for 88 yards on five targets. But maybe he's hurt. Maybe he was just tired on that play, but that, that was weird. I, he should have he housed that one. So speed, let's see Terrace Marshall run away with somebody next, from somebody next week just to, just to make me feel better about it because that, that was just very odd how quickly he got run down from behind. Just a small note there. Yeah, I, I don't know that speed is ever going to be his game. 
But we did see him line up all over the formation. You know, I mean, they didn't play their top guys. He can line up outside and use that size. But he also has a lot of experience in the slot. Uh, kind of took the Justin Jefferson role at LSU when he moved on. So I think Marshall is going to be a, a key component for them and an excellent number three. Maybe a year from now, he takes over for Anderson as the two. But doesn't run like Anderson, to your point. Um, I think you're right, though. Him. Chuba Hubbard and Walker were really the guys here that stood out for Carolina, and they all did. Chuba Hubbard's fast. I mean, uh, I didn't love him two years ago when his stock was high. He's kind of a straight line-ish guy, but, you know, he's got – give him a, a crack and he can be dangerous. Right, yeah, as long as he has the vision, that's the big question I have for him. But he had a 59-yarder yeah. in this game, seven carries for 80 yards. Uh, Shai Smith I'll throw in there, the sixth round wide receiver. I think they got a couple of keepers at wide receiver there in Marshall and Smith in this draft. Yeah, good point. Um, Marlon Mack, uh, he's another one that I thought of. Man, the injury killed him. He's going to be watching, you know, deep down someone's depth chart. And not that he's going to, you know, challenge Jonathan Taylor, but I wonder if they'll trade Jordan Wilkins or, you know, Mack handled a lot of uh, the workload here and it looks like a pretty good player. Listening to I mean, He looks healthy, yeah. Listening to the Colts broadcasters during that game I got the feeling that this coaching staff really likes Wilkins and they want that power element late in games on their roster. That's the vibe I got. I can see that. Um, I also got the vibe that uh, Paris Campbell is back very much in the mix as well. Um, Played with the top guys. I think they have a big role in store for him whenever they get everybody healthy on opening day. And frankly, Easton and Ellinger both were were fine in this game. They They didn't play badly. Eason doesn't get out of the way at all with pass rush, though. One more note on this game defensively. You two are gross matos with the sack, and uh, I just really like what they're doing up front defensively with the Carolina Panthers. And uh, they've got a lot of pass rushers. They've got size. They've got athleticism. And that's the best way to improve your football team in the the wins and losses category, aside from quarterback, is just to have a stud defensive line. So look out for the Panthers if they did get that right at quarterback with Sam Darnold. But when you watch... Even Mac Jones, but especially Justin Fields. Mm. Uh, There's there's got to be some Panthers fans out there. Uh, And Horn is great, and he's a fine first-round pick. But when you've got a quarterback as talented as Justin Fields on the board, there were some fans of some teams that were like, oh, no, when they saw the debut from Justin Fields, and the Panthers were one of those. Got to be. I mean, I'm sure they'll always second-guess that decision. They got a lot of eggs in that Sam Darnold basket, which could end up being very bad or very good. I think I would have played him in this game, though. I don't at least a series or two. But I, same here. Yeah. He hasn't. I don't think Sam Darnold has earned the right to be treated. He hasn't anything. If if Tom Brady was out there throwing passes, if Patrick Mahomes <laughs> right, was out Mahomes, there throwing right. passes, you know. So I think this is definitely a new school, old school coaching philosophy more so than anything. But Sam Darnold should have got a series or two in this game. I agree. I agree. So, I don't know. I guess that kind of wraps up That's week it. one of the preseason. Week two is the new week three. So, this will be the most exciting one without without a doubt starting Thursday. Um, we'll take some Twitter stuff in between or anything you guys want to chat about. But uh, it should be a, a really enjoyable week two of preseason. We'll actually see some players that play in week one of the regular season. Yeah, it was nice seeing the backups and talk about some obscure yeah. names that might not pop up a lot during the regular season. 
over the last couple episodes, but now we get to see some more starters out there, start to see some of these teams form. I can't wait for it. Preseason week two, we'll have it previewed, we'll have it reviewed, and get your Twitter questions in at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL for Wednesday, right here, Peacock and Williamson.